What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. So I'll give you three guesses who was working around the house today, and it involved paint. Yeah, this guy. The good news is I got more on the woodwork than I got on me, so success. So today I got a comment on one of my other videos, and I don't know if it was Tech Support or the Malicious Compliance Channel, but uh, somebody had mentioned that I've been really grumpy in my videos lately and that they didn't enjoy the stories as much. And if you're that person, I'm just trying to like figure out what's going on uh, through crowdsourcing here. I didn't think I was that grumpy. There's certain things in certain stories that I'm going to react a little harsher to than others. Uh, some stuff is just stupidity. Some stuff is people being incompetent. Some stuff is just outright funny, no matter what it is. And I try to react genuinely to each story as it comes. Uh, even when I was sick for almost two weeks during recordings. Um, so if I am coming across as extra grumpy, just keep in mind that sometimes the grumpiness is actually part of the, I don't want to say shtick because I'm trying to give honest feedback, you know, I'm not trying to ham it up for you guys and things like that, but sometimes it gives a little more emphasis to what's in the story. So but if you see it, you notice it, and it's like a continuing trend. Like I read a malicious compliance story yesterday for this morning's video. And, uh, dude, I laughed my ass off through half the video. So, anyway, just uh, let me know. I don't, you know. I don't mind being told. We may not agree on it, and maybe I was a little grumpy. Or maybe it just seemed that way because I've been a little under the weather for a couple weeks. And if so, I apologize. That's not my intention. I want you guys to enjoy these stories and... Yeah, so we can all have fun together. All right, let's get to it. I want me Amber Monitor back. So this happened in the late 90s. I was working at a small shop that supported a lot of small businesses in the local area. This was in the era when monochrome monitors were normal, many being amber and smoking in the workplace was typical. At this shop, we normally would wipe down any computer that we had been working on to make it nice and clean. A customer had brought in a system and had also brought in the monitor. I had finished fixing the problem, so I grabbed the cleaning spray and a fresh paper towel. When I started wiping down the monitor, I discovered that it was not an amber monitor, but was actually a white monitor. There was so much tobacco residue on the screen that the white letters had an amber color. So I completely cleaned the monitor as well as the rest of the computer. When the customer came to pick up their computer, they got upset because he didn't want a new monitor and demanded that we give him back his amber monitor. Okay, this is one of those scenarios when I may look a little crabby. What the hell? You telling me this guy didn't realize that he had a white monitor with white lettering at the start, but by the time he brought in his computer for repairs, the nicotine had built up to the point where it was amber? Like he didn't know that? I don't know. That's one of the least self-aware smokers I've ever seen, I think. When a user takes any random number and makes a problem out of it. This just happened and I still can't stop laughing. A bit of context. I do all levels of support for users of a software meant for e-commerce sellers of all sizes. So while most of them are medium-sized business owners, some are just individuals with an online store or two. This is a tale of a woman who runs a store on her own. She's an older woman and any technology is absolutely alien to her. We had a few issues with one of the platforms we support and she got affected by it. 
This basically requires to force an update on all her product quantities so the store can catch up and display the correct figures. Unfortunately, we don't have an option to do this from our end, so it involves a few simple steps from the user. She basically needs to run a report of all her quantities into a CSV sheet, then upload that same sheet back to trigger an update for her entire inventory. It's a stupid way, but it works, and nobody bothered to implement a better way. I got her through the steps. Numbers are updating and everything seems fine until the update is done. After that, she starts complaining that her store shows more actual listings than were there before uploading the file. Mind you, this is absolutely not possible, because the functionality simply doesn't exist. My initial idea was that she had triggered some listing status changes, and a few of them became active from being sold out due to stock levels being incorrect. After two days of back and forth in the chat, she randomly sends a screenshot of when the file was downloaded. We use Unix time, or whatever the amount of seconds from 1970 is called, as an easy way to make the file names random. Unfortunately, the file name becomes a bit too long for Chrome to display it properly, and it only shows the first four digits at the end of the actual report name. The user, in all her glorious Karenness, grabs the random number at the end of the file name and is adamant that's the amount of listings she had before uploading the file to trigger an update. The nice coincidence is that the actual number is really similar to the four digits that Chrome shows. This is the actual funniest thing that has happened in a few years I've been in support. Probably because she was so insistent about it, I still can't stop laughing. So she was taking the end of the file name, which was the beginning of the number, and thinking that that was her inventory. Gotcha. So I've been on a Weebly site with my retail business for years. It was quick and dirty, easy to use, um, and then when they linked with Square, supposedly... I was supposed to be able to do an inventory between what I sold in the store, out in the field, and online. And that it should update itself no matter which place I'm selling from or which device I'm using. And it just never seemed to work. Now, I haven't tried in a couple years. I stopped trying about two years ago and totally cut out the inventory system from that. But I think I'm going to have to give it a try again and see if there's been some decent updates to maybe make that work. Now that Square seems to be really stepping up and integrating more and more software. But yeah, if any of you guys have any uh, experience with that, let me know. I might have to pick your brain a little just to get myself straight. There's nothing quite like a mother's gratitude. I don't know if this is Tales from Tech Support worthy, but I need to get it off my chest. I work as a technician slash desktop support for a bunch of kids. Recently, my company decided to stick some of us techs on the phones instead of hiring more customer support reps. Apparently, they've been doing this for years, right around the beginning of the school year, and it's always a crap time and everyone just takes it. Even the department chair. They decided that what we were doing was less important than telling Johnny or Susie to turn off random Mac on their phones so they can get on our Wi-Fi network. I hate being on the phone. Not because I hate talking to people, but because I hate being confined to my desk for more than an hour. I try stretching my phone calls out as much as possible. I said I hate being confined to my desk, but I also can't resist the urge to help people, no matter how simple or silly the task is. Some kid's mom calls to try and get their router registered to their internet account. Kid sounds like he just woke up and doesn't have the patience for either of us. Can't blame him. The mom says they called the other day and the person wasn't able to help them figure it out. I've run through the usual step. What's the router's MAC address? What's your son's username? What's the model of the router? Etc. Everything checks out. Account is active. Info matches what the mom gives me. MAC address checks out. 
Look through our ticketing system articles for half an hour trying to figure out why this stupid router can't get on our network. I finally find it. Turns out some routers had different MAC addresses on the LAN side and what appears on the LAN side. I look up a Netgear router demo and confirm that this is the problem. Blowing through another half hour trying to get this kid to get on the admin page and see if he can find me the WAN MAC address. Did I mention we're on a conference call? Yeah. The mom called, then added her son. The whole thing is going nowhere. I ask my supervisor if I have admin access to the networks at other sites. He says no and tells me to ask the customer support supervisors for help. God darn it. What's the point of having techs on the phone if we can't even do the things we're trained to do? How is this more efficient than just sending out the local tech? Hell, the local tech could have figured it out remotely since they have the privileges necessary to console into all the equipment. I ping the customer service supervisor. He looks at the ticket. Two minutes later, he gives me a MAC address that was different by one character and says to have the student put it on their account. It's successful. Mom starts to thank me profusely for having the patience to stay on the phone for well over an hour and keep digging for a solution. She wanted to see if we had a survey page or if she could speak to my manager to commend me for my efforts. It took a lot of strength to fight the urge to tell her that I only did this because I wanted to stretch the call out as much as possible so that I can end the shift just before I went on break and not have to take another call. Yeah, I kind of get the same way. I, I like helping people to a point. <laughs> so I like to troubleshoot things and I do like to be the nice guy and help people out and help them solve their issues. Also, I hate being on the phone. You can ask family members, you can ask friends, you can ask whoever. I dislike being on the phone. I don't mind uh, texting, Facebook Messenger, email, things like that. But yeah, I hate talking on the phone with a passion, which is funny considering how much I ramble on here. What are you going to do? Caps Lock is on. Hello, everyone. My significant other just came home and told me this story. Even while he was telling it, I couldn't help but think of you fine folks here. At my significant other's job, they print things. This in and of itself is not that unusual. The unusual thing is that they print packets of documents, and each document inside the packet is a unique one-page file that must be printed in a specific order for said packet to come together correctly. Now normally they have the system set up in such a way that you can open all these documents in order, press print once, and the system works its way down the list printing each document in order. If a document is missing, it throws an error and the issue can be resolved. Pretty sweet, right? Well, this story wouldn't be on a sub if something didn't go awry. Instead of the nice press and print once system, it suddenly required not just a click on the print button for each individual document, but now they also have to manually select the printer each time. Now it's no longer a neat system, it's a nightmare system. This is where my significant other reaches out to the handy dandy IT team. The conversation goes something like this, over email. Significant other. Hello IT, please help with printer. Requires manual printer selection on each document. IT. Remoted into the computer. Not able to activate admin privileges as caps lock is on. Please turn it off so printer issue can be resolved. Significant other. Caps lock is off, but I cannot guarantee that a coworker won't come turn it on. Please use shift key to invert upper and lower case letters when remoting in. IT. Caps lock still on. Please remove. Does it count as r slash tales from tech support if it's IT doing the silly? I'm a little lost on this one. <laughs> um, shouldn't the tech who's logging in remotely be able to take care of that? Just like significant others said, you can work around that. And then once you're on the machine, actually, you can't turn caps lock off. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, using shift would work 
to uh, get you on the machine. Uh, at once you're logged in, is there any other reason that the caps lock would be a problem? I don't know. Let me know down below. Again, you guys are much smarter than me. That's not facetious. You guys are really smarter than me. Have you tried searching for it on your computer? First post, so please be gentle. I work an internal help desk supporting a bunch of less than tech savvy people. The company I'm in upgraded our ERP program over the weekend and it apparently brings a bunch of issues. It was offline from Friday 8 a.m. until Monday 10 a.m., which was communicated on our intranet and through company-wide emails. We were still having 10 calls per hour asking why it was down most of Friday and Monday morning. Oh well, easy calls for the statistics. So Monday around noon, someone calls asking where he can find this new version of the ERP program. It changed from version XX old to XX new. So I asked him, have you tried searching for it on your computer? In my most help deskest voice I could while simultaneously dying inside. Oh, there it is. I work with morons. Tail over. See, I'm not the only cynical person out here. <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't always worked with morons. But there's always at least one at every job. Yeah, such is life. My new headset crashes my computer. I'm back. This is a story from two weeks ago that had me and my colleagues scratching our heads. One of our users came to the help desk and says that her headset is broken and that she needs a new one. I take her old pair and give her a new wireless pair. Ten minutes pass and I get the all-familiar chirp of Skype. It's the user. User. My new headset crashes my computer. Me. That does sound weird. I can come have a look. If you've read my previous stories on here, you know I got good users. We very rarely get calls where the user is misreading the situation or mistreating equipment. But this time, I'm skeptical. So I take my laptop, head up the stairs to her floor, and try to find out what's going on. When I arrive, she's unplugged the Bluetooth receiver from the computer. User. I was worried the USB thing was breaking my computer, so I removed it. I test her computer. It works fine. I plug the adapter into my laptop. It works fine. I then take the adapter and plug it into her PC, and it freezes on me. Hmm. Me. What the F? Yeah, that's weird. Was it like this with your other headset as well? User. No, no. It just started acting like this. The computer wasn't working. Anything that had to do with audio instantly froze the computer. Control panel? Crash. Skype? Crash. Video playback? Works? Just kidding. Crash. So I take her PC and run HP's driver and firmware tool. It's a new computer, so everything is up to date. I can't figure out what the F is going on with this computer. My colleagues have a look, and what amazes us most is how, as soon as you unplug the adapter, it unfreezes like nothing ever happened. I end up re-imaging our PC, and it starts working again. For how long, I do not know. But for now, the headset no longer crashes my user's computer. My mistrust was misplaced, and will keep trusting my users for now. Note, we have since found the reason for the issue. Jabra depends on drivers from Microsoft to function properly. When the wrong driver loads on certain devices, the Jabra adapter causes the computer to freeze. We've not been given an exact reason to the problem by Jabra, but they gave us a solution that works. I just hope the problem doesn't appear on the roughly 1,400 computers that we have in production at the moment. Oh yeah, that would suck. <laughs> 1,400 to deal with. Yeah, that's, that's weird, man. I've never had anything like that happen with anything Bluetooth, wireless. Every so often I will have a hardware conflict, but... Uh, I haven't had one in years, so. If I had a hammer. 
So back in the ancient days of tech, so long ago Android and iPhone weren't even a thing, I used to work for an ISP and do tech support on Windows and Apple computers for internet connectivity, email issues, etc. This was back in the days when the first versions of Windows had just come out and made it possible for you to restore the computer back to a former status when everything worked the way it was supposed to. That was a development that definitely made somebody in my position very happy. Unfortunately, there were still plenty of Windows 98 customers out there who called in with problems. This story involves a very nice man who was having trouble with his Internet Explorer. I tried all the usual fixes and nothing worked. The details have long since left my mind. We got to a point where the only solution was going to be for him to back up his data and remove and reinstall his operating system. It was an extreme step, but based on the situation, it was the last hope of resolving his problem. During the time we worked together on the call, there were periods where his computer would be rebooting and we might visit for a moment. He happened to tell me he was a contractor. It was also apparent that he had a sense of humor similar to my own. After explaining his problem and why this was a solution, he asked me, are you sure there isn't something else I could do before I try that? I paused for a moment, then I couldn't help myself, and I asked, you said you were a contractor, so you've got a really big hammer? There was a moment of silence and then he began to laugh uproariously. I explained that taking the hammer to the computer would not solve the problem, but it might make him feel a whole lot better. He agreed and ended the call still laughing. The only reason I still remember this call is parts of it ended up being played in a staff meeting as an example of how to establish rapport with a customer facing a difficult situation. I found myself in the past, even if the solution didn't require a hammer, that I would jokingly tell people that you need a BFH, bigger effing hammer, and uh, it's just one of those things. If, if it won't work or won't move, get a bigger effing hammer. Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today, and hopefully I was less grumpy seeming. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. Like I said, I'm not busting your chops, just trying to figure out what made me come across that way. Sometimes I'm tired too. Um, you know, between working my other job and, and doing these honeydew projects and things like that. Plus doing videos. Sometimes I'm just groggy. <laughs> so you've been listening to story time with uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.